Where to begin? Where to begin? Well... There's not a lot going on at the moment. As some gals would say. Taylor Swift wakes up and chooses violence. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, that was the inspiration. She literally just watched the new season of The Crown. I'm Abby. And I'm Brianna. And this is What's Next, a pop culture podcast for... Um, I think the perfect way to kick off this fun little time would be to discuss our favorite month of 2020, which was July when we lived together for three weeks. Yes. <laughs> In the blessed month of July 2020, <laughs> I stayed with Abby for three weeks and that overlapped with the time that Taylor Swift released Folklore as a surprise album. Yeah. And she announced it like the day before. And I think you had like messaged me before I had gotten up. I probably got a message from you of like, uh, hello. <laughs> I'm just like, I said something like, what are your plans for tonight? You're staying up till midnight. Oh me. yeah. And I was confused. I was like, but why? <laughs> What's the point? Um, and we found out that she was going to release folklore that night at midnight. And we, and laid on your bed and listened to the entirety of folklore with very little words. Yeah, it was really with nice. With the glow of your snake's tank. This time around, I woke up to messages from Brianna that said, Taylor Swift, nine is coming. And I also had a text from friend of the pod, Heather, because I sent her a text when folklore was dropping. Um, so she texted me this time and then friend of the pod Teresa um just texted me like later on in the day well here we go again Taylor Swift wakes up and chooses violence so now we have the sister album of folklore which we did not get to experience together in the same place which is okay it was a little sad it would have been nice if we could have sat and listened together but all good um so I've listened to it now three times I think I've listened to Happiness more, though. I think I've listened to Happiness, like, eight or nine times at this yeah, point. Yeah, I've probably listened to it, like, five times, but, like, three and a half of those times I was, like, doing work. So, like, not totally, like, but, yeah, I have, I'm familiar enough with the album now. So, we'll talk about Folklore just a little bit mm-hmm. first. Um, what what's your favorite song from folklore like what are your top my three? top three um are my tears ricochet seven and this is me trying my top three are illicit affairs my tears ricochet and probably mad woman i think those are my three favorites are there any skips on folklore for you because i don't i don't think either of us dislike any of the songs right but like yeah. songs that aren't on repeat as often um i usually listen to it all the way through i often listen to it while i'm like doing stuff so that's partially why is that it's just kind of like background noise but it, it depends on my mood like sometimes i'll skip like the last great american dynasty even though like it's obviously a good song but i'm just like it's just like not the vibe right now um it's so funny that illicit affairs is your favorite because i'm just kind of like but I get why you like it. Um, same thing with, like, Invisible String. Like, I know you're not really into that song. And I think it's catchy, but I'm still, like, it's not the strongest. Invisible String is my biggest skip. Because I listened to the album. Like, we listened together. We listened all the way through. And then I listened to it a few times that day, and I skipped Invisible String every time. And I think I've maybe listened to it once since... I just, I don't know. It just does not interest me. I don't know what it is about it's too it. Too hetero. <laughs> yeah, and then I here's my deep dark confession. I sometimes, often skip cardigan. That's fair. And I love so much of it, like the Peter losing Wendy line, things like that, make it worth worth listening to. But the line that uses the title itself, yeah, I hate it. 
And yeah, it's not, I know. I'm not saying it's bad. So, Miss Swift, if you're listening, I love you dearly. <laughs> Friend of the pod, Miss Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, <clears throat> different analogies vibe with different people. Yeah, I remember you sent me that one tweet that was like, Cardigan has some of like the best Taylor Swift lyrics with like the worst metaphor, and I'm like. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Like, so much of the song is good. Like, musically, it's really good. It's, like, you know, like, pleasurable to listen to. Like, it's catchy. And a lot of the other lyrics are great. But, yeah, I agree. It's, it's just that line for whatever reason. I think maybe to some people, and I guess to her, like, significant others often, they'll, like, give you your sweater and... You're yeah. wearing my sweatshirt and things like that. So maybe there's more of a physical connection to it. Yeah. So is, is Folklore your favorite Taylor Swift album? Um, Like at the moment anyways? Yeah, at the moment. Um, it's hard to be fearless for me. And I Speak Now was actually my favorite for a really long time. But in adulthood, I've gotten more toward fearless which is like crazy because that like those that's her second and third album that jumps like so many albums um i think my favorite is reputation i'm a reputation bitch i know you love reputation you turned me on to reputation i hadn't listened to it for like an entire year after it came out because i was kind of like what is this shit oh that's right and then i was like no you need to listen to this song carefully yeah i like to don't blame me and then you that's the only one that i like latched on to initially and then like you pointed out other ones and i was like wait a minute this album is like actually really good yeah i don't like the first two songs so i just start at song three yeah fair enough amazing so yeah that's that's some folklore slash our personal tastes to kind of give you a better idea of where we stand yeah. as, as Swifties. I would say fe- Fearless is uh, pretty different than Reputation. <laughs> we have like the inverse tastes <laughs> for Taylor Swift. In general, a really similar taste in music, but at yeah, the same time. it's so funny. Okay, Evermore. The first thing I thought when I saw the title was isn't that the name of the song for the new Beauty and the Beast movie? And I think I immediately started kind of vibing with it, more so than folklore. So I'm happy to report that Evermore did outperform folklore for me. I very much love it. I start at song two, though. I never like her lead singles. Yeah, that's the thing that, like, this is my, like, this is my soapbox that I need to stand on for a minute. Is like, people hate Taylor Swift for a lot of reasons. And some of it is because they just, like, don't like her music or they don't think she's talented. And I get, like, having taste differences, whatever, that's fine. We can like different things. But people, like, you cannot say that she is not a good songwriter, but... The issue with getting people on board with that statement is that they have only heard her, like, lead singles, which are usually, like, the worst song on the album. Like, we're not even going to talk about, like, me. So, yeah, which is actually what I've, like, kind of loved about this, like, folklore Evermore era is that she didn't have to deal with all of the lead single press bullshit. Like, there's no press bullshit, which, like, I mean, I think works for her because I think she's been taken advantage of for over a decade and mischaracterized by mostly misogynists. Um, So I'm like, you know what? If she just releases albums like this for, like, the rest of ever, it might work out for the best. While we're on the topic, did you see the rumors about her possibly having a third? No, I didn't. (laughs) I would not be surprised, though, at this point. Apparently, in one of the photos from Folklore, there's, like, a hidden word, um, and it says Woodvale. People think there's going to be a third one called Woodvale. If she comes out with another 16 or 17 songs, I'm going to be like, what the fuck? And it's funny, because I literally just tweeted two days ago, or yesterday, I guess, I don't time blends together, yeah. That if she drops another album before I finish my book, that I'm going to take writer out of my bio yep. and, like, just watch her drop it in, like, January. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I would die. And I would just be like, 
Like, are you okay? Is she okay? <laughs> I mean, if she's got time on her hands, then she's writing music. That's fine. Let's dive in and go song by song. Why don't we talk about, like, our general thoughts? Something, if it's something that stands out, like, either something we really do like or something we... We don't like as much, just according to our taste, and then our favorite lyric from the song. Okay. So, first up is Willow. So, Willow. Yeah, I think it's, like, fine. I already knew that you were not a fan, because I think I saw your ranking on Twitter <laughs> already before I listened, and I was like, oh, okay, so... And, like, her first songs in the album, too, are usually more, like... Yeah, it's, it's fine. I think it's kind of catchy. There's, like, a couple of, like interesting lyrics in it i guess yeah i think for me there were a few lyrics that didn't quite click for me yet it might just take a few re-listens and that's okay but the whole like theme of life was a willow and it bent right to your wind i don't get what that means like i don't know if it just means that her life was so it changed because of this person and like their whole life revolved around this person like that kind of thing um but I, I don't know. I was just like, okay. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's basically that is that like somebody like kind of unexpectedly like changes your life. I think maybe the reason that I don't love the song is because it doesn't feel like there's any conflict in it. And like yeah, songs like don't have to have. Yeah, songs <laughs> don't have to have conflict to be good. Like, let me be clear that you can just have a fun song. But I like, like you said, some angst, some repressed feelings, yep. <laughs> something forbidden, which is why the rest of the album hits really nicely. So maybe okay. that's why Willow was like the one happy song. And then, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. My favorite lyric is probably wait for the signal and I'll meet you after dark. I like this one just because it's clever. Um, I come back stronger than a 90s trend because we all wish we were living in the 90s. Do you have any other thoughts on that one? No. I didn't watch the music video. Number two, Champagne Problems. I, I love this song. Love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> I decided this time to rank songs as I went because when I listened to Folklore, everyone was posting their rankings and I like forgot half the songs. So I did it as yeah. I went and I heard like the first 10 seconds and already put it above Willow. So I was really happy that the album went in a sadder direction after the first song because that's what i came here for masochism there's a lot of lyrics i like but i like because i dropped your hand while dancing i like the parallels between champagne problems and dancing with our hands tied yeah and then i also love the lyric um she would have made such a lovely bride what a shame she's fucked in the head yeah that's probably my favorite one i'm trying to see yeah that's probably my favorite one um the fucked in the head one mm -hmm. um <laughs> and i i mean i just think overall it's like a really good song like and it has like a really like clear story to it and like the references to like your hometown and champagne problems because like i guess i never really it never really clicked for me that this was a phrase or, like, a figure of speech until I heard this song because, like, um, like, it basically is, it means first world problems or, like, rich person problems. And, like, on Armchair Expert, Dax and Monica, whenever they, like, complain about something that is clearly, like, only a complaint they have because they're in the entertainment industry and they have money, like, they say something along the lines of champagne problems. Um, so I was like, wait a minute, that's what it means. But, like, here there's, like, a double meaning with, like, clearly, like, chaos and, like, mental illness and, like, questionable background. Like, somebody on Twitter made a comparison to Princess Diana. Yes. Yeah. Which she may have done on purpose. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, that was the inspiration. She literally just watched the new season of The Crown and wrote this up and she's like, damn. It's, it's just so good. Um, have you watched any of The Crown? Or no, do you know I want much to, about though. Diana? I, think, <laughs> I, guess. I know enough about Diana, yeah. Um, I'll probably watch it over my break, honestly. Amazing. Yeah, you could just start from... I'll tell you the two episodes to watch from the last season. 
and then you can start the new season. You have to watch Helena Bottom Carter's two good episodes from the last one. You have to. Of They're course. So good. They're so, HBC so good. HBC is priority. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did not know until the season of The Crown that Princess Diana struggled with her mental yeah, health. Yeah, it was like really bad. I don't know why I didn't. I guess people just don't talk about that as much. Yeah, I think I got onto like a Wikipedia spree one day, a Wikipedia rabbit hole, and I ended up on Princess Diana's page. Because like, I I mean, I'm not the type of person to really like follow the royal family. Like some people, some Americans really love to know everything about the royal fl- family, and that's like not really me. But I had gotten on a spree once and I got to her page and I read like all of her mental health problems and it made me like actually really upset I was like this is terrible yeah like, this woman was not well and that's just really sad yeah she deserved better that's for oh, sure yeah. so I give this song a 10 out of 10 uh song three is gold rush um my initial reaction to this song I was kind of just like what is this like I wasn't really feeling it but the more I've listened to it, I like it a lot more. And I think I like it a lot because there's just, like, a lot of different, like, musical vibes and, like, layers to it. It's very interesting to me. Um, it's not as much the lyrics for me as, like, musically. It's just interesting. Yeah, I thought it the sound of it was just very pleasing. Um, but then I looked up the lyrics to actually... S- what she was saying in like the intro and, and the outro gay. when i was listening and ranking i wasn't sure if, where to put this one yet um because so i was like okay what do i like about it and then i saw what the intro and outro was and she says gleaming twinkling eyes like sinking ships on waters and i was like oh god tear <laughs> something about just the adjectives i'm like okay it's good yeah did you put it above or below champagne problems i put it below just because champagne problems is so good to me yeah it's it's just really good shit cuts deep (laughs) it does yeah for gold rush probably one of my favorite lyrics is what must it be like to grow up that beautiful just because like the overlay of those lyrics with the music at the same time is like just like stunning my favorite would be the, the intro and outro lyrics, the twinkling. Yeah. Alright. Track number four, Tis a Damn Season. I was so scared that this was going to be like a Christmas holiday song. Me too. I'm so relieved I'm glad it's it not was. <laughs> because I fucking hate Christmas. Um, <laughs> I don't hate Christmas or Christmas music, but I was just like, please don't put a cheesy Christmas song in the middle of like what is probably going to be a masterpiece of an album. Yeah, I, I was apprehensive don't... about that. Yeah, um, I liked "Tis the Damn Season." Um, it's probably in the middle for me in terms of ranking. I just think it's something that like a lot of people can relate to is like going back to your hometown for Christmas or like the holidays or whatever kind of revisiting yourself and like revisiting other people and it's I have it as my second to last in my ranking yeah it's okay I expected to like it more than I did because I saw like some people raving about it on Twitter and I was kind of like oh okay yeah I'll actually have to do my ranking like after we um finish recording this because I haven't done one but I think I've listened to it enough times that yeah, I could come I do... up with at least a preliminary thing. I need that, like, song sorter. I do really like the bridge, though. The bridge stands out to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, same. Uh, So, yeah, my favorite lyrics would just... The bridge, in general. I know that's kind of a cop-out, but... This is my podcast, too. <laughs> yeah. I think I'd have to agree with that. Oh, um, actually, I will... I will uh, narrow it down just a little more um i'll go with and wonder about the only soul who can tell which smiles i'm faking the reason is because is because <laughs> it parallels the song the way i loved you from mm-hmm. fearless which is one of my favorite from one of my favorites from fearless it is the most chaotic as soon as she i heard her sing um smiles i'm faking i was like you were like, what? Yeah, it just, like, jolted me. I was like, holy shit. And that's not the last time I was jolted by a 
seeming reference to a past song, but we'll get there when we get there. Uh, what about you? Do you, do you have a favorite lyric on the song? Probably sleep in half the day just for old time's sake. I won't ask you to wait if you don't ask me to stay. Okay, we gotta get to this doozy sooner Track or later. Track five. Track five. What is it with this gal and doing, like, the most, like, heart-wrenching track fives ever? Like, has she ever said anything about it? She, I feel like she's had to. In the Long Pond Sessions documentary thingy, like, she does say, like, like, she makes a specific point of saying that it's track five, but she doesn't give context with, like, her previous albums, if that makes sense. Like, she's like, oh, of course, like, this one had to be track five. Like, it was something along those lines. So I'm like, what is it with this gal and track five? This one, surprisingly, was not as sad to me as some of the other songs. Yeah. But that's okay. Um, It doesn't have to be the saddest. It was still, like, really personal in a lot of ways. And when I listened to it, I, I really liked it. It was up in my top three at first, but I knew that you would really like it. And I was, there were certain lyrics where I was like, oh, Oof. ooh. You were basically yeah. just like, this is going to hurt, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And I, hurt, I started me. Connecting hurt me, it did. <laughs> I started connecting the dots and I was like, oh. Yeah, same. It took me like after the first listen to really think about it. And then I was kind of like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> you right. Um, yeah, I really like this song. Um, I'm not so sure yet if it's my favorite. Like I said, I'll have to work on my ranking. But anytime she talks about, like, perfectionism and people-pleasing, I'm like, hello. Um, that's me. Um, yeah, this reminds me of... So, I remember last time when we saw the track list of Folklore, um, you were basically like, tag yourself, I'm Mad Woman. Or, like, everybody was, like, saying, like, what song they were gonna be. Yeah. So you said Mad Woman, and I said, I'm probably gonna be This Is Me Trying. Which, as it turns out, yes, I am This Is Me Trying. Um, and it's in my top three from that album. So I'm curious if you, like, identified yourself with a song before you listened to the album this time. I don't think I did. I read the track list, but, like, I know some people literally had it memorized before it came out. And I was working all day. I did not have time for that. Yeah, I Um, didn't have time either. (laughs) So I just, like, read it once and I was like, great. And some of them kind of surprised me. Like, Cowboy Like Me, I was like, huh? But once I heard the song, I was like, okay, okay. She's um, doing country music again, folks. Yeah. We will we'll get to it. We'll but get I, to I it. I think if I had to pick one of them where I was like, oh, I think I'll like this one, it was probably No Body, No Crime. Yeah. Because that's, you know, dark and... Mm-hmm. And, uh... We love that. Illegal. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't think I did either, because, like, same with you, I was really busy yesterday when the track list had come out. So I don't even think I read it all the way through. I kind of just, like, glanced at it, and I was like, okay. Um, so I don't think I really identified with them. Yeah, Um, I didn't want to set up expectations for myself. I just wanted to be surprised. Yeah, I'll be interested to hear the bonus tracks. Yes, um, The Lakes is one of my top three from uh, Folklore. I didn't name it because it wasn't on the yeah. track list I was looking at, so I just blanked. Yeah. But whatever I said was as my third, <laughs> replace it with The Lake. I think you said Mad Woman for your third. Oh, uh, Licit Affairs, Mad Woman. What was the other one I said? Uh, my Tears Ricochet. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, okay. So yeah, it would be tough between like Mad Woman then and The Lakes. Yeah, that's a good song and I get why you like it because it's dark academia. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. It's like talking about poets and things. It's very whimsical. Yes, it's it's really really Virginia Woolf. So yeah, that's it, true. That was like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> yeah. 
My favorite lyric from Tolerate It is, now I'm begging for footnotes in the story of your life. I was like, that's a very Taylor lyric. For me, it's probably, I wait by the door like I'm just a kid, use my best colors for your portrait. Yeah, when I finally process the lyrics, that's what I was going to say. When I finally referenced, like, (laughs) standing by the door like I'm just a kid, I was like, "Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-oh. Yeah. A runner-up for that is, uh, I sit and listen, I polish plates until they gleam and glisten. I was like, ah, yes, being perfect so that nobody can be upset with you. I've been there. (laughs) Do you want to move on to No Body, No Crime? Yes. Um, I wanted to tell you where Tolerate it was on my ranking. Number six on my ranking. Oh, okay. No body, no crime. Literally a bop. It's Um, such a bop. That's exactly what I was going to say about it is it's a bop. (laughs) It's... I've seen a lot of different comparisons to other songs, but if I'm going to pick a Taylor Swift song, should have said no, of course. And then... Carrie Underwood's song it reminds me of is Blown Away. I don't know if you know that song. It's really good. It's like, it like tells the story of one girl and her dad's abusive and they like live in Oklahoma and- Oh yes, I do know that song. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. I, that was on my iPod when I had an iPod, an iPod Nano. Yes. Um, I do remember that. I probably haven't, had, haven't listened to that song in like at least 10 years, if not longer than that. So I'll have to listen to it. That's so funny. Yeah, it definitely gave me should have said no vibes or picture to burn. Which one did you say? Um, I said should have said no, but I can see both. for And sure. I wasn't like raving about it when I initially heard it, but I was like on my walk today and I was like listening to all the lyrics and I was like, okay, yeah. Like, it's a good yeah. bop. Yeah, the first listen through, I was like, this is very good. And then the next time, I was like, this is excellent. <laughs> so it moved up there, my second listen through, as I processed more of the lyrics. My favorite lyric is when it switches to, they think she did it, but they just can't prove it. Yeah, I noticed that. I was like, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at three, which is like just before that, verse three. And I like just that whole little sequence of like, oh, somebody's gotten hell by. That's where it gets like real juicy, especially when she says, good thing his mistress took out a big life insurance policy. It's like, yeah, <laughs> murder. So in this song is, are they killing both the husband and the mistress? No, they only kill the husband because okay. they think, the police think that the mistress did oh, it. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Since she bought the insurance policy. That makes sense. Yeah, I love that tweet was like, I can't believe it took Taylor Swift nine albums to finally sing about killing a man. <laughs> and I'm like, it's so true, though. She should have done that years ago. I thought the song just so good. I've been tweeting about this, like, nonstop all day. But listen. You have this. This is such a kiss and Kate Barlow from Holes song like i know that there are bodies in all her crimes but it's more so like you can't catch her rather than like literally no evidence right um so this vibe is just so fun i love the like completely unhinged do what you gotta do to survive villainous woman it's very me i mean like i don't give off that vibe but it's a vibe i really enjoy yes you do enjoy that vibe Nobody No Crime has has risen to my third place spot, by the way. Damn. That's so... Yeah. yeah. That's, like, (laughs) kind of unexpected just because it's such, like, an outlier. Like I told you, I had, like, whiplash after it went from tolerated to Nobody No Crime. I was like, what is happening? I think the reason that I like it even though it is an outlier is because it's so justified by, like, the text of the song. Oh, yeah. It's really well And that's what I love about, like, musicals. If a musical's musical style fits the book then it's a good musical to me but if it's just like whatever then I usually end up not liking it so I find that with like story songs like this one since it fit really well I was all here for it okay time to be an 
A little emo bitch. With the song Happiness. None other than a song called Happiness. Not to be confused with the song from your good man, Charlie Brown. I was just gonna say. um, So a parallel I want to point out here just because the lyrics are right in front of me is the seventh track on Folklore is Seven, which is one of my favorites. And then... The seventh track on Evermore is Happiness, and the first line in both songs have to do with trees. Another parallel um, is Showed You All of My Hiding Spots and I Know Places. Ah. Oh, and something I noticed is like from the dress I wore at midnight reminded me of New Year's Day. Yeah. Layers. Gals got layers. There are just so many. When did all our lessons start to look like weapons is... Death by a Thousand Cuts. Uh-huh, yeah. And also Bad Blood. I'm just like, <laughs> take that one scene from the Bad Blood music video with Taylor and Knockout and, like, <laughs> talk about a smack cam. Yep. There's so much to say about this song. Like, I don't really have the words. This is my favorite song on the album. Um, It, it got that number one spot my first listen through. I know you can't pick a favorite lyric, but do you have one in mind? I guess it's the price I paid for seven years in heaven. Yeah, I honestly think I would choose that one, too. Um, It's just a really good line. Yeah, and, like, the line preceding it, I can't make it go away by making you a villain. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, after giving you the best I had, tell me what to give after that. I was just Mm -hmm. like, oh, damn. Everyone on Twitter was listening to everything at the same time, you know? So we are all listening to happiness together at the same time. Mm -hmm. We all started at midnight. Someone posted um, a screenshot of some of the lyrics from You Are In Love. And I was like, this is sick and twisted. Oof. Happiness is definitely one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs of all time. I think it's phenomenal. Damn. That is a big claim. I'm going to have to listen to it more because I definitely like it and it's definitely like super well written just like objectively but I have to like sit and vibe with it a little bit more I think um I just got a text from friend of the pod Taylor and she said she just wrote happiness last week I uh uh-huh uh-huh I'm listening (laughs) um yeah okay happiness like I said my number one it's very last kiss to me yeah. And I fucking love Last Kiss. Last Kiss is so good. Um, okay. Song 8. Dorothea. Um, I really liked this one when I first heard it. I think it's moved down a bit from, like, being in my top several songs. Um, I just think it's kind of cute, and it's probably, like, the only other vaguely happy song. Yeah, I was gonna say, this one's kind of happy, too. It's it's just kind of light, um... And it gives me Seven vibes, which is probably why I like it. Really? Yeah. Seven is so depressing to me. Yeah, like, Seven is way more depressing. <laughs> this song reminds me of Hey Steven. I think if I were yeah. to make a comparison, that's yeah, what that's I would... Yeah, that's true. The themes are very similar. Um, I like it. It's It gets higher on my list every listen, actually. Or, like, I, I like certain parts of it more each time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I find more depth in the lyrics. It's really hard to come out of happiness and be like impressed lyrically you know because happiness is just a lot so I guess it's a good thing that Dorothea is a little lighter um yeah because you can't have two heavy ones in a row should I read some of the comments on this yeah (laughs) oh Taylor texted me back I have to read this too the line in Coney Island about the centerfold after the Vogue cover was canceled. I can't stop thinking about it. And then she said, it's so obvious. Sometimes I think Gaylor stands take it too far. And then she writes shit like this as if it could be taken any other way. <laughs> like, thank you. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. Anyways, here are some of the comments on the Genius.com lyrics for Dorothea. Uh, Frogzy says... Giving very much LGBT. Lavender Hero said, Hello, LGBT community. Pre said, Gay Queen Dorothea Purr. This one from user Cowboy Like Me says, Sapphic Energy. <laughs> I love this one that says, This is so gay, hello, with like a million question marks after it. Everyone is just commenting that it's about Selena Gomez, and I'm like, Sure. 
This song is so vague that, like, it doesn't really matter because it's just applicable to so many things. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a blanket. Uh, I don't know what you would call it. A, a blanket of yearning. A blanket story that can be applied to, like, a lot of different types of relationships. Yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite lyric? Probably, um, a tiny screen's the only place I see you now. Because that is, like, COVID vibes. I guess my favorite would be, but are you still the same soul I met under the bleachers? Alright, are we ready for another hard hitter? Yep. Okay, track number nine is Coney Island. So, I listened to this, I was like, cool, next song, do-do-do. And then she fucking says the word delicate, and I was like... Yep. Uh, um... Hello, ma'am. Yeah, I know, because I had seen you tweet that, and I, like, wasn't really thinking about it, because I was like, okay, the word delicate will come up at some point. And then I was, like, making my breakfast and listening to this song, and I almost, like, stopped in my tracks. I was like, uh. (laughs) Um, I think my favorite lyric is, um, what's a lifetime of achievement if I pushed you to the edge? My actual favorite lyric is, um, who coaxed you into paradise and left you there? Will you forgive my soul when you're too wise to trust me and too old to care? Yeah, I I just saw that, too, right before you read it, and that's a really good one, too. Alright, number ten is Ivy. So there are parts of this song that I love, and I think I just have to listen to it more because the verses are really interesting, and they really tell a story, and then... I don't quite get what the chorus is. And this is a song that everyone on Twitter is freaking out about. And they're like, oh, this is the gayest song on the album. I'm I'm like, okay. I mean, I think it's gay because it's kind of about, like, oral sex. Where do you get that? That's my main connection with it. Um, I want to read the exact thing that I'm thinking of. You putting roots in my dreamland, my house of stone, your ivy grows, and now I'm covered in you to be covered in someone. For some reason, that was my first thought when I was listening to this. Mm, I see. Yeah, I did not. I did not go there with that, which is surprising for yeah, me. Yeah, I feel like I was in your mindset. I was like, okay, I'm gonna because now every time I listen to a new Taylor Swift album, I'm like, okay, I'm like, okay, gay subtext. I'm listening for it. Yeah, I did not catch that. I just thought it was more like overwhelming. Yeah, uh, lust. For just someone. like the intense feelings and burning a house to the ground and that kind of shit. Yeah. This song is kind of, like, treacherous Mm -hmm. to me. Um, I don't know if I have a favorite lyric for this one. Um, if I had to choose, I guess I would say... And the old widow goes to the stone every day, but I don't. I just sit here and wait, grieving for the living. Stream grieving by Liz. She... And Teresa, I'm pretty sure, have already tweeted the um, the parallels. <laughs> this yeah. song, I think I also have to listen to more, too. I know that I like the music of it, but, like, looking at these lyrics now, I'm like, what is this song? Like, I don't know if I was really paying super close attention to the lyrics when I was listening to it. I think my favorite lyric is, I'd meet you where the spirit meets the mm-hmm. bones. This song is lower in my ranking, but I think it definitely has potential... Yeah. Um, it's fourth from the bottom right now, but I think that will move up. Hey, what is song 11? Cowboy Like Me. I was so concerned when I saw the title for this song. Um, but I also thought, thought of the song Like Me by Shelley Wright. And I was like, okay, maybe it's gonna have more of that kind of vibe. Yeah. And it kind of does. Yeah, I don't know that song that you mentioned, but, um, yeah. This, this song is, like, kind of okay for me. I would say that it's also kind of, like, a lighter song. I'm just looking at all these, like, facts, and I guess Marcus Mumford did the background vocals. And wasn't there something, like, a month ago where everybody on Twitter was, like, they had figured out that she was gonna collaborate with Mumford & Sons? Oh, it was because the whatever studio she was pictured in is the same studio that Mumford & Sons uses, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I see, I see. Uh, my favorite lyric is, dancing is a dangerous game. Of course it is. Um, I guess I'll choose Forever is the Sweetest Con. I think that's clever. Okay, song 12? Question mark? Song 12 is Long Story Short. 
So I love the reference to Wonderland in the uh, chorus. That's mm-hmm. excellent. Yeah, this one grew on me. I wasn't as into it when I first listened to it, but I vibe with it a little bit more now. Um, I really like just like long story short it was a bad time long story short I survived which is like just so simple but like when you hear it with the music I'm like yeah girl yeah you did Uh, my favorite lyric is at the golden gates they once held the key to when I dropped my sword I threw it to the bushes I was gonna I was just gonna ask you about that if this is now on your book playlist um because it mentions a sword yeah I've I've thought about it. Um, I still have to go through and, like, really listen for uh, what songs relate to my characters. Right now, I just have Ivy, but I know I'll add more, because um, I'll be listening it says, to this one. The, the another one is, um, the knife cuts both ways. I tried to pick my battles till the battle picked me. There's some There's some material here. Are you ready for the next sad one? This is 13, isn't it? Yeah, track 13 is Marjorie. The verses of this are just, like, so simple, but they mm-hmm. go a long way, and I appreciate that. I should have asked you questions. Mm-hmm. I should have asked you how to be, asked you to write it down for me. Those are my three favorite lines of the song. I think they're so beautiful. And I don't know that I necessarily connect to them super hard, but, like, they're still really meaningful. Um, and one sort of parallel to my own life is, so my great grandpa was a World War II vet, and I always thought that was really interesting as a kid, and I was like, oh, I want to, like, talk to him about that and, you know, re-traumatize him, I guess, so maybe it's good I never did, but, um, he literally gave us this yearbook, like, a little yearbook from his prisoner of war camp, because he was a prisoner in Japan. I remember looking at it one day because I was going through, like, the closet of photo albums and stuff where we kept it. And I was like, hmm, I should, like, write him a letter. Like, you know, just write him something. And I said that at, like, 2 p.m. And then at, like, 8.30 that night, my mom knocked on my door to tell me that he Aww. had passed away. And he had passed away that afternoon. Yeah, that's, and, like, I felt it, happens. I guess. That's crazy. I That was... One of, like, the weirdest coincidences that's ever happened. I was, like, I just, like, mm-hmm. knew, I guess. So, yeah, that's the one thing I can um, connect to. But also the the lyric of, I should have asked you how to be. Something about that. Mm-hmm. Chef's kiss. And uh, the other thing is that was basically one of the lines that I had to do in bonnets. Yeah, rip bonnets. Because so, I had the whole monologue where I had, like, an existential mm-hmm. crisis. And there was a line really similar to that. And so when I listened to that, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, the bridge is super good. I like the verses, too. I mean, that's, like, a pretty common saying. Like you said, it's, like, simple. Um, like, never be so polite, you forget your power. Never wield so much, or never wield such power, you forget to be polite. What do you think Paddington would oh think Oh my gosh, song? he would like it so much, but I think it would upset him. Like, he would wonder about his parents. Yeah, but I also don't think that he would think you could. there's such thing as being true, too kind. True, being too polite. Yeah, that's true. Although, he, he does have his moments. I mean, he does the hard stare. He stands up for his friends. So, I guess he still considers, considers it kindness because he's doing those things. But, listen, this is my soapbox, okay? Like, you okay. had the moment, but this and is And it's mine. about Paddington, of course. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, that that's it. That's actually all I have to say. I really I mean, I really like the song. This is probably like top 5 or at least like top like half of the album for me. Um it's so damn sad though. <laughs> um I forgot to put it on the list. I think I couldn't decide where to put it, but it's probably by number 6. Yeah. I think I like it better than Tolerate it. It's interesting too because um like, we know that this is track 13 in the album, and and track 13 in Folklore was Epiphany, which was, like, partially about her grandfather. So it's, like, 
Oh yeah. Yeah. I want to line up all of the songs next to each other and compare them at some point to see if there's any more connections like that. Like we already said, track five supremacy, obviously. And yes, we can do it at the end. I can pull up Evermore and you can pull okay. up Folklore and we can go through yeah, real and quick. see like what the connections are. This one is obviously clear. We can go through and decide which of the certain track number from each one we prefer. Yeah. That would be fun. Okay. We'll do that at the end because we're almost there. Um, I feel like we don't have as much to say as we go on, but that's okay because we've kind of established yeah. like the meat. Yeah, and, the album. and I feel like <laughs> I like the first half of the album better than the second part for the most yes. part. So. Okay. Okay. Um, closure. Closure. This one's pretty good too. It's like. Fine. The only thing I didn't like was the. Does it mention a man? No. <laughs> I'm being, like, such a troll. I'm sorry, but... The, um, synthesizers. It has, like, this weird sound to it that sounds like your headphones are, like, coming right. unplugged. Right, yeah. That was kind of strange. I know they wanted to play with that on purpose for this album, but I'm kind of like, mm, I just wasn't it? a fan. It made it hard to listen to. There are some places you can, like, pull it off. I guess I just didn't think this song was the one that needed it. Yeah. Yeah, I think this one is, it's, like, catchy. It's, like, fine, but it's, I don't think it's a favorite. Um, we'll see if that changes, but my favorite lyric is, um, I actually really like the end that says, yes, I'm, I got your letter. Yes, I'm doing better. I know that it's over. I don't need your closure. I, like, don't treat me like some situation that needs to be handled. I'm fine with my spite. I'm fine with my spite and my tears. That's kind of like a mad woman parallel, almost. It's like, it's, it's like a yeah. similar message, I would say. Which, I mean, this is probably about yeah. the same thing as mad woman is about. If probably, you have to think, yeah. if you think about it. I'm fine with my spite and my tears. I'm like, that's just me when I cry in class. Yep, when you get so frustrated and you cry and you just like spit your thoughts at the professor yeah but listen you have me do all those fucking meisner exercises and i'm gonna act on my impulses okay oh shout out to friend of the pod rob just kidding <laughs> yeah yeah me too that's why i almost cry during yeah that's why i almost cry when i have to give like a presentation because it makes me uncomfortable so there's a lyric in the chorus it, it cut deep to know you right to the bone um I missed this parallel, but I was like, okay, so Death by a Thousand Cuts, but also Cruel Summer, so cut the headlights, summer's a knife, I'm always waiting for you just to cut to the bone. Oh my gosh, you're right. I'd, I Yeah, didn't I didn't notice, notice that. that either. I was like... The final track is Evermore. I don't think I even have an opinion of this song yet, to be honest, like... I listened to it, but I think I was still so overwhelmed from the song Happiness that, like, the rest of the album was, like... Oh, you just, like, blacked out a little I'm bit. listening. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like the song a lot. Justin Vernon is doing, like, a really different thing vocally compared to Exile, which I enjoyed. Um, and I wasn't expecting to like the song as much as I did, but I really like it. I'm looking at the second bridge lyrics, and when I was shipwrecked, I thought of you in the cracks of light. I dreamed of you. Mm -hmm. I like that. That's mm -hmm. real nice. <laughs> I think this song definitely has much potential for me. Yeah, I like the one that you just mentioned, and I also like just part of the chorus. Um, and I couldn't be sure. I had a feeling so peculiar. Peculiar. Yeah, my brain is only operating at not a large capacity because of grad school finals, but take three. <laughs> and I couldn't be sure, I had a feeling so peculiar that this pain would be forever more. GG, gamer. That's me. Let's go ahead. Should I read my ranking list all the way yeah. through? Uh, let me add Marjorie in. So my ranking list from least favorite to favorite. 
Willow, Tis the Damn Season, Dorothea, Ivy, Cowboy Like Me, Long Story Short, Tolerate It, Marjorie, Coney Island, Gold Rush, No Body, No Crime, Champagne Promise, Happiness. I think you were missing Closure, too, were you? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not on there yet. Um, probably for now, Between Marjorie and Tolerate It. I think that's probably where I'd put that. But I know that things will change. They yeah, when more. I had put together, like, the folklore ranking, I think I had, like, four different versions of it because it changed over time, like, as I sat with it more. Yeah. Um, let's go through now. I brought up the folklore track list, if you want to have the Evermore one, and we'll just go track by track and decide which one we prefer. Okay. So, track one for folklore is The One. And for Evermore, it's Willow. So, I prefer The One. Same. Folklore track two is Cardigan. And Evermore track two is Champagne Problems. Champagne Problems. That's, I think that's abundantly clear. Uh, track three, Folklore, is The Last Great American Dynasty. And then track three of Evermore is Gold Rush. Um, I'll go with Gold Rush. Yeah, I think I have to go with Gold Rush, too. Track four on Folklore is Exile. And then on Evermore, it's Tis the Damn Season. Ooh. I'll go with Exile. I'll, I'll go with Exile, too. Track five on Folklore is My Tears Ricochet. And then five on Evermore is Tolerate It. I have mm-hmm. to go with My Tears Ricochet. Me, too. My Tears Ricochet. Know, even though we know that Tolerate It was written from inside my brain. Yeah. Track six on Folklore is Mirrorball. And on Evermore, it's No Body, No Crime. I'm going with No Body, No Crime. I'm going to go with Mirrorball, because Mirrorball is, like, about me. <laughs> other than other than this is me trying. Folklore track seven is seven. And then on Evermore, it's Happiness. Happiness for me. I have to go with seven. I'm so loyal to seven. <laughs> Folklore track 8 is August. And Evermore track 8 is Dorothea. Um, That's a hard one. I think I have to go with August. Do both of these songs mention them all? They do. They do. Yeah, that, that is the parallel. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was the same track number 2. Yeah. I think I'll go with August, but Dorothea has the potential to overtake that. So. Yeah, I'm in the same spot as you. August is one of the songs that I like wasn't too big on when the album came out, but I've liked it more as I listen to it. So, Track 9 on Folklore is This Is Me Trying. Track 9 on Evermore is Coney Island. Coney Island for me. Yeah, that's a tough one. I think I have to go with This Is Me Trying still. Again, loyalty. <laughs> Folklore track 10 is Illicit Affairs. Evermore track 10 is Ivy. Illicit Affairs. Same. Folklore track 11 is Invisible String. Um, 11 on Evermore is Cowboy Like Me. I'll go with Cowboy Like Me. Um, I have to go with Invisible String, actually. Folklore track 12 is Mad Woman. And Evermore track 12 is Long Story Short. Mm, I'll go with Mad Woman. Same. Track 13 on Folklore is Epiphany. And 13 for Evermore is Marjorie. Marjorie. Oh, that's so hard. Because I think... Epiphany is, like, just so genius, but so is Marjorie. Ah, I don't like it. This is where making decisions is hard. I think Marjorie, because, only because I think it's, like, more personal, and she does more with less. Yeah, yeah. And, and Epiphany is more showing, like, her storytelling skills. Like, there's two different things happening there. 
That's fair. So that's my justification for choosing something that I consider to be a tie. <laughs> uh, track 14, Epiphany. No. Oh, track 14 <laughs> is Betty. Um, and track 14 forevermore is Closure. Betty. Yeah, I have to go with Betty, too. Track 15 is Peace. And track 15 forevermore is Evermore. Mm. That one's tough, too. Um, I'm looking up the Evermore lyrics again. Didn't you say Peace was going to be your wedding song? Yes. So, like, I have to pick Peace, <laughs> but... um, I don't know Evermore well enough yet. Exactly. That's what I'm saying is, like, it's hard to tell because I do like Evermore a lot. And it kind of, and, like, what I'm trying to come, like, what I'm trying to get to is I almost feel like, um, I almost feel like they have, like, the same theme. Like, it's kind of hard to tell if mm. Evermore is a breakup song or not. But yeah, I mean, I love Peace. That's probably, like, I named my top three Peace is probably, like, my fourth favorite from Folklore. So, obviously, I have to choose that. I think I'd go with Evermore. I like Peace, but something about it is unsettling to me. It, like, hits a part that's too sensitive for me, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's just fair. the wrong spot. So, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And then Folklore also has Hoax and The Lakes, which we cannot compare to anything yet. Because we have not heard the Deluxe Edition songs forevermore yet, so stay tuned. Um, I think this episode will come out on Taylor Swift's birthday. Ah, yes. By the time I edit, I don't know if I'll be able to edit all in one day tomorrow. Yeah. So, Sunday. Happy birthday, Taylor Swift. Um... Happy birthday, friend of the pod, Miss Taylor Swift. I'm happy for you, girl. Wherever you are, Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, I'm going to look at the poll that you did and see what it says. Yes. So the poll was, which of us is folklore and which of us is evermore? And I put out a poll. So if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can find us at what's next pod C. So the options I put on the poll are, the question I put is, who is which album? And I put Abby Folklore, Brianna Evermore, Brianna Folklore, Abby Evermore, both Folklore, both Evermore. So the one that won is Brianna Folklore, Abby Evermore, with 58% of the vote. I'm Folklore and you're Evermore, and I think that's accurate. I think that's what we decided, or what we predicted would happen. Um, after listening to the album. Um, and I think I prefer Folklore. That's tentative because I might need to sit with Evermore more. But for for me, it's really hard to top Folklore for me. Damn, now that Evermore's out, Folklore's like... Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm just like, cool. Moving on. To me, Folklore is, um a more unified aesthetic and evermore is a bit more all over the place and like whimsical, which I think might be why you like it. Really? More. Yeah, it is whimsical in certain ways. I can see that. I almost feel like I definitely can see what you mean, how there's a little more consistency on folklore, but for me, the songs that stray from that stray too far. It just kind of feels like a jumble to me. But obviously you don't feel that way, which is okay. It's just that means that objectively the album is not bad or any... I don't think it's bad right. either. Um, but just it's our taste and our brain's yeah, perception Yeah, and like, just things. like the types of things that we like latch on to, I think. Um, yeah. For me, I, um, I feel like Evermore is more concrete in a lot of ways than Folklore. Like, Folklore is very ideas-heavy, and it was the first time she really played with, like, fiction. And with Evermore, I feel like it's more specific, and the ideas are more concrete. And even though a lot of them are still about just feelings, 
I still understand them better in Evermore than I do with Folklore. There's a, quite a few songs on Folklore that have just blended together for me. Like, I don't think I could tell you the difference between Epiphany, Peace, and Hoax. But that's a me problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think, like, maybe it'd be fair to say, like, aesthetically, Folklore is really unified, but conceptually, Evermore is really unified. Yeah. I like that. Um, or, like, narrative not narratively because it's not like it's all one narrative she's playing with a lot of different narratives but like that's the idea is that she's playing with a lot of different narratives um yeah but so like so like i was saying like evermore is supposed to be more fall winter which i associate with being a darker time and to me I don't, something about folklore still feels darker to me um maybe it's just because i connect to it more like on a personal level but Maybe, yeah. Yeah, it's like Evermore deals with literal murder, so like that's pretty dark. <laughs> but it's like it's heightened. Like it's more fantasy driven in my opinion, which is like almost the opposite of what you just said, is that you feel like folklore is more like fictional. Yeah, but I think it's fair though that if if things are more based on fantasy, that she would describe them in more concrete ways, which is what mm -hmm. I'm describing. Or maybe I just am able to latch on to those, like, quote-unquote bigger ideas. Right. Um, I wouldn't say, like, better. Just I do it more naturally yeah. as a ENFP. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe this is, like, the, the difference between, like, introversion and extroversion, which is actually what I was kind of thinking about because I feel like folklore is, like, the level of spiraling where you're literally just like laying in your bed and you're just spiraling and having a bad time and then like and then like leaning into escapism and then like evermore is like you're spiraling and so you just have to create and you have to be like kind of everywhere <laughs> Yeah, that's way, that's way more my energy. That's like yeah. So like folklore is like still there's like a stillness to it. I feel like, and Evermore is not. Yeah, and maybe that's why I don't jive yeah. with it as much because like I can't fucking <laughs> I <know>. do that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good point. I like that the idea of introversion and extroversion yeah, and like stillness versus like movement. Mm hmm. I think our next task at some point, maybe around Valentine's Day, um, or we'll find another significant date or something, would be to do a full bracket of everything. Oh my gosh, song. that phase of quarantine was so stressful. <laughs> Remember when those were floating <laughs> yeah. around? I was like, oh my gosh. But I also, like, I learned things about myself, so that was nice. We'd have to, like, do it together, yeah. probably, and, like make compromises oh my gosh that would be a wild time that's gonna be really yeah, hard it's gonna be really hard it's even harder with these two albums because like those brackets were floating around twitter and stuff like in the spring i think before school even ended yeah. for us um and we have two new albums since then and that's just like that's stressing me out just thinking about it i'm pretty sure i got a lot of very violent tweets not really but I got some About really all too well not tweets. being your favorite one. <laughs> yeah. I was like, sorry, bitch. I like Enchanted. Yeah, Enchanted is amazing. Um, that's part of the reason I like to speak now so much is because of that song. Um, yeah, I remember, well, there was like two versions of the bracket because there was like one that didn't have all of her songs on it. And then there was like the mega one that had all of the songs on it. Um, and I think for the f initial one, I got all too well. But then when the second one had was more comprehensive, I got the archer. So like, it all, it all makes sense. Track five. Um, I just saw someone post the ranking chart thing, yes. so I'll send it to you when I see the link yeah. floating around. You'll have I'm to sure tweet my here. ranking on the account when I decide what that ranking is. I shall. Um, the other yeah. thing I was gonna say, which I I mean, we don't necessarily have to include it in the episode because the episode's gonna be kind of long at this point but um what i was thinking about and this is not to start 
and discourse or Ariana Grande discourse. Um, but I was thinking about how Ariana Grande released her albums Sweetener and Thank You Next so close to each other because like, uh, you know, inspiration struck because Gail's been through a lot. So, and like Sweetener is the first Ariana Grande album I listened to. Like I was not a fan of her music prior to that, like whatsoever. Um, and I thought Sweetener was like so genius that when Thank You Next came out, I was like really disappointed. Um, even though like what ended up happening is like, I grew to appreciate it. So I'm like wondering if a similar thing will happen. And like, in some ways I think the album Thank You Next is like stronger songwriting wise than Sweetener now. Like my mind has changed. So I'm like wondering if with more time it'll change. Time, time will tell. tell. That's why we'll wait we'll wait a couple months to do the ultimate yes. bracket. Yes. Um maybe we'll do it when we have thirteen hundred total listens of our podcast. Oh, yeah. Or one hundred and thirty. <laughs> no, yeah. that'll be like that's like our closer to our end of year goal, so we shall see. Yeah. 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 If you keep that you gotta bleat out bleep out and I will. Fuck them. We don't have a pyramid this week, but I'm gonna give like a special shout out for like the honorary top of the pyramid to none other than Miss Tree herself. Girl, you must be tired, but I appreciate you and I hope you're having a good time keeping all these Swiffer Wet Jets in line. Amazing. She's she's Taylor's PR. I love that tweet. I actually want to read it verbatim because I don't want to mess it up. Um, Taylor Swift opened Evermore with That's My Man, then proceeded to release the 17 gayest songs of her entire career. <laughs> there was another one I liked, too, that was similar to that. It was, like, she heard you all saying she was gay, so she needed to write a song that said That's My Man in it 36 times. <laughs> yeah, she just had to get it all on the way in the first song. That way, those who want can just start at song two. Alright, well, um, Thank you for listening to our review of Evermore, the surprise release album of Taylor Swift, the second of the year. We would love to hear what your favorites from Evermore yes. are, and if you prefer Folklore or Evermore, etc. Yes, definitely. Um, any thoughts you have? Definitely tag yourself. Like, tell us which album you are or which album is your favorite. Because we differ so much on this, even though, like, we're in agreement on a lot of other things, as we've established. <laughs> Until next time, stay fearless. And I hope you speak now. Mm-hmm.